my friend. It's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm grateful to be here with you today to sit in this space and be. Be in the grief, be in the healing, and create space for peace. To share uplifting and skilled support and hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time and to offer loving compassion and effective steps to healing after loss. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 155, Inspired Answers. This past weekend in the U.S., we celebrated Mother's Day this past Sunday. Mother's Day is an interesting day for me because after my divorce from my first husband, I Um, I ended up filing bankruptcy because my first husband had made some, well, we'll just say very questionable business decisions and financial decisions and left the country and left me with all of his bills. And I uh, I had a lot of people coming after me for payment of things that I never even agreed to or purchased or anything. And I didn't have the means to to pay off his debt. And like I said, he'd left the country. So they were all coming after me. So I had to file bankruptcy. And interestingly, so my birthday is usually the same weekend as Mother's Day. But this year, there's a little more Mother's Day came a little bit early. Mother's Day is the second Sunday of May. And my birthday is on the 12th. So Mother's Day came on the 8th and in a few days, I'll celebrate my birthday. But after my first divorce or my first divorce, (laughs) my only divorce (laughs) after my marriage for my first husband, um, I, the year, was it the year after we divorced? I think it was the year after we divorced and I had had to file bankruptcy and I had to go to bankruptcy court on my birthday. So there's just a lot of energy during this week of May because of my birthday, because of past experiences, because of Mother's Day. So that was many years ago. And I was just reminded of this today. I was having a discussion with a friend. We were talking about something and I I just all of a sudden had this memory of going to bankruptcy court on my birthday. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy to think about. And then 15 years ago this year was when I, myself and my three youngest children, we were in a rollover accident. It was uh, Mother's Day, 2007. It was the day after my birthday that year. My birthday was on Saturday, the 12th, and Mother's Day was on the 13th. And on Mother's Day, we were in a rollover accident, and my two youngest children, David, who was eight, and Carrie, who was 10 at the time, died in that accident. So there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of energy during this second week of May for me and my life and my past and and thinking, and I had completely forgotten about that experience of being at bankruptcy court on my birthday, the same week as Mother's Day, a few years before the accident. So 
a lot of interesting things that have happened around this time period, having these holidays, having my birthday, having these experiences. But Mother's Day in general, a lot of people have a lot of triggers, have a lot of triggers around Mother's Day. Sometimes it's because their mother isn't around or their mother wasn't a good mother to them or their mother didn't, you know, they felt like their mother didn't approve of them or their mother has passed away. Um, There's a lot of angst about, you know, whether or not we're being a good enough mother. If you're, you're a mother, you may have thoughts about whether or not you're being a good enough mother, or if you're not a mother, a parent, or you're, you're feeling sad because you want to be a parent and you haven't had that opportunity. So a lot, a lot, a lot of triggers around this celebration of, uh, of Mother's Day. And then what I found this year was that I had expectations on what I thought my Mother's Day might look like. I didn't share those expectations. And so it looked really different than what I thought it might look like. And so then I experienced some disappointment. It's really, um, it's really miraculous that for me, Mother's Day isn't, isn't generally triggering for me. And that is truly a miracle when I think about all the things that have happened to me during this second week of May in my life, all the things that, you know, a lot of times will trigger other people about their kids and whether or not their kids turned out, whether or not they were a good mother, whether or not they felt like they did an adequate job. I just feel super, super grateful and blessed that I have done the healing that I've done and that I in general feel pretty good during this time of year, even though, like I said, there's just been so much that could be triggering about this week. But I did have some expectations this week. I did have some expectations about what my Mother's Day might look like, and it didn't turn out that way. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes support doesn't come in the way that we wish it would. And sometimes our family or friends, they don't show up the way we wish that they would. And as hard as it is, and as hard as it was for me, and it is hard, you will feel so much relief when you let go of the expectations of having people show up in a certain way. And I was reminded of that again this week when I went into Mother's Day with expectations and then didn't realize those expectations. And then I felt so disappointed and let down. We have expectations because we think people should do something a certain way. And when there's a celebration or what we think should be a celebration because of a holiday or something, we, and and especially if we don't communicate it, but even if we do communicate it, even if we do tell our family or friends, you know, 
I would love to do X, Y, Z on my birthday, or I would love to have this or that or the other happen on Mother's Day this year. Even if we communicate that, sometimes people don't buy in to our expectations. And so it's it's easy for us to become then disappointed because there's the gap between the expectations and what actually happened. And that gap feels painful. What I've learned to do, and obviously I'm not perfect at this, and I still experience disappointment, and I still have thoughts and feelings and and energy around the way people show up. But it's different because at least now I know the formula. Like I know, I know what's happening. I understand why it's happening and I understand how I can get to a better place. And so that's, that's nice. It's nice to, to be in that place of understanding what's going on and understanding that my disappointment isn't necessarily because people aren't showing up the way they should. And you can't see me because I'm doing air quotes for should, I recognize that that's just my expectation and that everybody doesn't have to buy in to the way I think things should look or be, or the way I think people should do things. The day after Mother's Day, so uh, Mother's Day was Sunday. So Monday, we had a live coaching call in the True Hope Club. And I walked everyone through a, an exercise to examine their thoughts and feelings surrounding Mother's Day, parenting, being parented. And we did some exercises to help release emotional pain and triggers and negative emotions. And then we did some questions and journaling to, to really think about the gratitude that we have for these opportunities also. So we released emotion through questions and journaling, and then we input the good through inspired questions that promote inspired answers. We can inspire gratitude through pondering and questions. And our questions are so important. And on the daily, well, I love to journal daily. I don't always journal daily. When I do it, I'm so grateful because it's just so cool. It just helps me to connect to myself. It helps me to connect to my higher power. It helps me to connect to my better self, my higher version of myself, my soul's wisdom. And asking inspired questions promotes inspired answers. So when I journal and I'm learning more and more the power of asking questions to just ponder. In other words, we have a lot of questions. If I asked you right now, like, what are your questions about your life right now? What are some of the things that you're wondering about? What are some of the problems that you're trying to solve? What are some of the big things that keep you awake at night? wondering about. And if we take those questions and we write them down and we don't force answers, 
but we just write them down, write down the questions and just allow the questions to be there, to have the space to breathe, to allow the wisdom to come to us instead of forcing it. There, I have found that there's just so much incredible power in that. And when we write down questions, we are allowing answers to come to us. Forcing it isn't helpful, but I have found that journaling, so writing down questions and then just free writing, just writing whatever comes to mind and trusting what comes to mind and how that can help us. When we ask questions about painful situations and we journal, we're able to release those emotions. Sometimes we're not, we're not quick. We, we, we avoid the hard emotions. And when we avoid the hard emotions, what do we do with them? We just bury them and they don't get released. But through asking the questions that bring up the emotions that allow our heart and our soul to purge the hard emotions through our questioning, we gain relief and release. And then we can ask the questions that our soul wants answers to, and we can find answers through trusting our journaling and connecting with ourselves, connecting with your inner wisdom, connecting with your divine wisdom through not forcing, but allowing the answers to come to you. If you haven't tried journaling before in this way, it takes time, practice, and energy to connect in this way and to find these answers But over time, you'll be shocked, pleasantly shocked, because you'll start to have responses in your journaling that will just be like, wow, wow, where did that come from? Where did that wisdom come from? I'm so grateful for that wisdom. I'm so grateful for this direction. I'm so grateful for this insight. I watched a YouTube video. It's actually a TED Talk. Let me look it up real quick. It's a TED Talk by Tasha Yurik called Increase Your Self-Awareness with One Simple Fix. If you haven't seen that TED Talk before, it is a good one. TED Talks are short presentations. They're short speeches that offer solutions and ideas. This particular one has been viewed 3.6 million times. So maybe you've already seen it, but again, the title is increase your self-awareness with one simple fix by Tasha Urich, E-U-R-I-C-H. And she talks about this idea of changing our questions to get better self-awareness. And so instead of asking why, why did this happen? Why did this happen to me? Why did it have to happen like this? Instead, ask what questions. So instead of why did this happen, we ask, what could I do 
to improve this situation? What is my next step? Step. What will help me right now? And I'm just giving you some examples of that, but watch watch her presentation. It's super entertaining. It's packed full of really good insight. But that questioning is so important because we have questions, but sometimes we don't write them down. So we don't even totally comprehend what our questions are. And you're you're probably saying to me right now, well, I know what my questions are, but there's there's a power in writing things down because when we write things down, we're forcing our heart and our mind to interpret what's happening inside of us. We're forcing ourselves to put language to the emotion, to put language to our experience. And when we do that, we gain clarity. And clarity is so powerful and useful. The exercise that we did in the True Hope Club after Mother's Day was super powerful. And we unpacked our thoughts and feelings about the day. And we released some disappointment. We released some heavy emotion. We released some thoughts and feelings that needed to be released. And then we grounded ourselves in gratitude and appreciation and love. And it was a super powerful exercise to go through, especially this month in the True Hope Club when we're talking all about discovering. And this exercise was a discovery process. So if you join the True Hope Club today, you can actually still get access to that video because it's all recorded. You can get in there and you can watch the the video and do the exercises right along with me in replay. It's on the monthly content page of the True Hope Club. So join us there. You can actually get into the True Hope Club by going to buildalifeafterloss.com slash join, or just go to buildalifeafterloss.com and right there on the page, you'll see the True Hope Club. My book, Miracles in the Darkness, is also available for order on Amazon and on Kindle. And I offer grief coach training three times a year. And our next training is starting in June. So if you're interested in that, we'll have a link for you soon. In the meantime, you can email me at julie at buildalifeafterloss.com if you're interested in that training and I can send you some information. But we're going to have that link very, very soon. I'm grateful to have been here with you today. I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.